Hey y'all, how are y'all feeling? Welcome back to the Society Podcast. Oh my goodness, this is episode 9? Wow, you guys, we're getting ready to wrap things up for this season of the Society. So please comment, let me know, you know, how you guys have been feeling about the podcast have you loved it thus far like just let me know you know comment leave a review all of that good stuff so again welcome welcome back to today's conversation so honey can we talk about God's grace for a minute God's grace is literally everything okay Because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I'd be. (laughs) So today's hot topic isn't geared towards just a particular person in Hollywood or anyone that I know or anything like that. But um, I think it's a common story we can all relate to because we've either participated or witnessed this, right? So um, just a hypothetical little situation here. You have a friend and uh, let's say they have a drug problem, but you know like for them to still be happy with you or for them to still um, live and and kind of somewhat function, you kind of supply that person with the drug and you never kind of say like, oh, hey, sis, hey, bro, like you probably shouldn't do this. And that's a level of grace, right? Like you helping your friend in a sense or that's what it feels like. But then like sometimes it might turn a little into like enablement, right? You're enabling this person to continue doing whatever it is. Um, that is hindering them, but because you want to be um, gentle with them and sensitive to whatever they might be going through, you might not be as vocal. I know I can attest I have done this on countless amounts of time with certain relationships with other people, some that I am currently still in with people. And, you know, we've worked through that and I've been open and honest and say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z. And then there are other relationships that they had to dissipate because once I got to the point where I felt like, okay, I can no longer continue to allow you to act this way. And it doesn't have to be something as extreme as drugs. That was just an example I was using, but it could be behavior or anything. Um, And so that brings me to today's conversation titled Grace for Granted. Hmm. So let's hop right on in because let me tell y'all, I got so many notes. I really dove into this thing and like went there. Okay, so hopefully I'm going to get this done in like 30 minutes, but bear with me, okay? So again, the title of today's conversation is Grace for Granted. And the first topic or subheading that I want to pinpoint is titled The Merit System, right? So today's natural society, our humanity, definitely counters God's theory of grace. So God's grace is his unmerited favor, right? We've, we've 
heard that countless amounts of times in church there it's in every gospel song it's his unmerited favor grace means that god showered favor and blessing on those who did not in any way deserve or earn it i couldn't earn it i don't deserve it that's <laughs> anybody know that song maybe i shouldn't have said that um they deserved his judgment and wrath but he showed them favor can somebody say, I, girlfriend, can attest that I don't know what I did, but the car was coming right towards me and God moved my car out the way. Praise God. Or I could have been dead sleeping in my grave, but God kept me to see another day. Mm, ain't he good? <laughs> and so I was reading um, a commentary on grace and it brought up the point of how today's world is based on a merit system, right? So as humans, sometimes it can be hard for us to grasp this thought of like God's concept of grace, right? I don't have to do anything. I, I just automatically receive it. You know, um, and that's a conversation that I have with a lot of people, because unfortunately, in church, sometimes we get our humanity confused with our spirituality. And we begin to teach people that like, technically, there is a point system to, to God. Um, but I don't want to jump ahead of myself, right? And so, again, as humans, sometimes it can be hard for us to grasp, grasp God's concept of grace because we've been conditioned to this point system. Since children in daycare, we have been taught that in order to be rewarded, we have to do something good. You know, um, like I remember in kindergarten, we have the board, right? And even now my little cousin, he has the board. So you can get like, it's like red, green, or, or yellow, uh, red, yellow, green, right? That's how it was for me. I don't know how it is for him. But, you know, your teacher would tell you like, okay, well, today you were kind of okay, but I did have to tell you to sit down a few times. So go put your, your card on yellow or whatever. So maybe with yellow, you could only get one thing out of the prize box, but on green, you could get three things. And then if you were on red, you couldn't get anything from the prize box at the end of the day. So we've just been conditioned to that. Even our parents, you know, they wouldn't buy us a toy we wanted or let us hang out with friends unless our behavior our behavior or our grades were good and so today's society is strictly like based on merit every accomplishment we have in this human natural realm is literally based on merit from high school uh, how many cords you get around your neck. It's based on, did you do well in this subject? Did you do well in that subject? How were you? Did you get perfect attendance? Did you show up every day? All of those things. And then even getting into college from honor societies to Greek organizations, all of those things are based off of what you physically have to do in order to, to get to a certain place or receive a certain accolade or, or receive favor. And, you know, those things have kept us structured as, you know, humans. So I definitely can attest that that 
they created a great um, work ethic in me. It made me want to strive and work harder for things because I knew I was getting something. But then in turn, though, me as a Christian, I'm living this life and now my God is telling me, you don't have to do anything to receive what I have for you, the favor I have for you, the love I have for you, the riches, the glory that I have for you. You don't have to do anything. But is that for real, you know, Lord? Like, is that really real? And so this leads me to my second point, grace taken for granted. So this brought me to the thought of the other end of the spectrum, right? We have this point system, this merit system that, you know, we just structured out and realized, like, this is the way we run our lives every day. But then we have this totally opposite end of the spectrum. I don't know if you guys um, have seen, there's this post on Instagram, and I remember seeing it maybe a while ago. Um, And it was like, if Jesus died for my sins, then I have to sin for his work to not be in vain. I literally just rolled my eyes (laughs) after reading it. Like, when I tell you, it literally made me sick to my stomach to read that and then look at the comments beneath the post and see how many people actually believe that. How many people are like, if Jesus died for my sins, then clearly I got a sin, right? And that's necess- that is technically true because we are born into a sinful nature You know, um, but I've seen some people take God's unmerited favor for granted and think that because technically there's nothing I have to do to receive God's grace, then that means I can sin however I please. And I just pray that my lovely listeners don't have the same thought or ideology or if you do I pray that you continue to stick it out with me don't stop right here because I'm gonna go against you just a little bit on this ideology so please bear with me you know let's grow together and let let's walk this thing out and of course I'm gonna give you some word with it so Romans 6 and 14, and I'm coming from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. You know, that's my favorite version. So it says, for sin will not rule over you because you are not under law, but under grace. So a lot of us take this particular scripture to defend our point of no longer being under the law from the Old Testament, right? And there are a lot of things that people love to debunk now um, because we're under grace. We're no longer under under the law. So there are a lot of I've seen a lot of pastors and preachers come out and try to speak against certain things. But that's not what today is about. Praise God. So, you know, in the Old Testament, which before Jesus, Christians had somewhat of a point system when it came to receiving God's grace. Right. From making sacrifices and even having to strictly adhere to the laws that he has set. 
So when I begin to think on this logic and try to decipher the level of grace I show to those around me, I even began to think on the question, can grace turn into enablement? So like our hot topic from today, you know, um, if I don't say anything, if I don't rebuke, then is it truly grace or is it enablement? And so then that makes me also think, does the process of grace actually look as beautiful as we try to make it to be? Because I think grace is definitely a process. And I don't think that it's something that is just this beautiful walk in the park. Like sometimes grace is going to hurt. Sometimes grace is going to rebuke. Sometimes grace is going to call me out on my stuff and tell me like it is. Okay. Like, and so because if we go up like a few more scriptures from Romans 6 and 14, and I'm still in the Holman Christian Standard Bible. And so we read from verses 11 to 14, right? And it says, so you too consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its desires. And do not offer any parts of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness. But as those who are alive from the dead, offer yourselves to God as weapons for righteousness. For sin will not rule over you because you are not under law, but under grace. Now, this is just me thinking, right? But after reading that, I believe that grace is still predicated upon me making a decision. So this pericope, a passage of scripture, y'all going to know that word by the end of this season. Praise God. (laughs) I just love like learning new things and then being able to use it and like tell other people about it. And so we can all grow and cultivate and just be these knowledgeable, uh, literate Christians, you know, on the battlefield for the Lord. Hallelujah. So this pericope passage of scripture uses words and phrases like you to consider and offer yourselves. That's me making a decision. And so going back to the enablement question that I brought up, verse 13 says, And do not offer any parts of it to sin as weapons for unrighteousness. Now, the dictionary tells me that weapon is defined as any instrument or device for use in attack or defense in combat, fighting or war as a sword, rifle or cannon. So if I say there's nothing I can do to receive God's grace, which gives me a free ticket to sin, however I please, because his grace is upon me, then that is my weapon to defend and justify me enabling my sin or someone else's. By me saying that 
there's nothing I can do. And because Jesus died for my sins, that means I got to get up and go sin. That's my weapon that I'm using for unrighteousness, that I am trying to justify my sinful nature and, and make myself feel all right by what I'm doing. And so God's grace first saves and then trains his people for godliness and good deeds. So let's go to Romans 10, 9 through 10. Again, Holman Christian Standard Bible. If you confess with your mouth, very common scripture, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness, and one confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. Again, another scripture telling me that I have to make a decision to receive this level of grace that leads to salvation. And in John chapter 5, verses uh, 5 through 15, we see Jesus heal a man who was sick for 38 years because of his sin. One, the, 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 main, the man had to make a decision to pick up his mat and walk. That's number one. He had to make the decision to pick up his mat and walk. That again goes back to, I got to make a decision. First, being saved. The decision led to salvation, right? So God's grace first saves. And then Jesus told him in verse 14, See, you are well. Do not sin anymore so that something worse doesn't happen to you. And then trained his people for godliness and good deeds. So after the healing, after the, after the salvation, right? The decision that led to my salvation, now I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm new, right? Jesus then goes and tells me, the man, whoever, see you're well now. Don't go back and sin anymore so that something worse doesn't happen to you. Now that statement brings the training. Now I got to train myself after making the decision, after confessing with my mouth, believing in my heart, making the decision to become new, become clean, become whole, right? Why would I go back and actively know, know that I'm sinning? Go and do it. Like, why would I do that? Now I'm being unclean. Now I'm tainting myself again. Now I'm getting myself back into some mess that I was once in. And, you know, the scripture tells us, like, this thing will come back on you with seven strong ones. You know, like, he going to come back even stronger. So why would we go back to it? So my last point of the day is I believe that there are two levels of grace. So this is my t 
total opinion. I am not a theologian. I don't have a degree or anything like that. So let me make this statement. <laughs> so y'all don't be, you know, charging me up and all of that great stuff. Hallelujah. This is just my little humble opinion. Take it as you please. So there are two levels of grace as people, not just Christians, just as people, right? So these two levels of grace keep us all covered in any season of life, but they don't both keep us covered in our eternal life. So the first level of grace, I like to call it reprobate grace. Romans 1 and 28, again, Holman Christian Standard Bible. And because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a worthless mind to do what is morally wrong. A worthless mind or what we call in the church community, your reprobate mind. How many of y'all have heard that over and over and over? (laughs) So I believe that God turning us over to ourselves and our lustful desires is still a level of grace. This is my two cents, y'all. This is my two cents. This is what me and the Lord be talking about, okay? This is how he, he is leading Courtney to think about it. But I think that it's good, and that's why I want to share it. I believe that God turning us over to ourselves and our lustful desires is still a level of grace because he's not dealing with us. I'm sure if he handled us, it would be far worse than what we could do to ourselves. And it, it's like the the mom, right? If you look at it like that, it's like the mom that has been with the kid all day. She's been taking care of the kid, all of that. The kid been getting on her nerves, not a kid. She told the kid not to throw the ball in the house. He didn't throw the ball in the house and then cracked her favorite vase, right? So instead of her dealing with him, what the mama gonna say? Go to your daddy. Let your daddy deal with you. Because if I deal with you, it ain't going to be good. <laughs> right? Because the father is ignorant to some things. The daddy in that situation. He's ignorant to some things. Right? He, he hasn't been privy to all of what has been going on from the little child all day long. He hasn't built up this overwhelming frustration because he hasn't woken the child up, fed the child breakfast, washed the, t- the child's butt, kissed the child's boo-boos, you know, uh, taught the child its ABCs for the day. I mean, cared for this child immensely throughout the day. The, fa- the dad has not done that today. So he's going to come with a different outlook. And that's how we are. When the Lord decides to turn us over to our reprobate mind, our, our, our worthless mind, it's because we are still yet ignorant of a lot of things. We don't look at ourselves the same way God does. Because when we're driving down the highway and we make it home safely, we don't think about the hard work God had to put in to keep us covered while we were on the road. We don't think about that, right? And so I just thank God 
that even this what we think is so horrible, which I don't please, Lord, never let me get to this place. But this reprobate mind that we talk about, that we throw out this term and we're like, God, going to turn you over to your reprobate mind. I believe that that is a far better place. A far better place to be than if God handled you based off of your complete disobedience. Right. But also this level of grace doesn't lead to an eternity with him. So my second level of grace, I like to call it eternal grace. So Titus 3 and 7, and this I am switching it up, New Living Translation. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is the grace that falls on us after making that decision that leads us to accept salvation. There were no works we had to do. All we had to do was make a decision. And that decision was our our RSVP to a glorious eternity. Like, I think the biggest thing is there's a difference. It's just a decision, y'all. There is no point system to God. There is no, I got to do this. I got to be mindful. It is literally just a decision. Just make the decision. Both levels of grace can lead us to salvation. Salvation is offered to everyone. Everyone that is living and breathing on this earth, salvation has been offered to them. But we just have to make the decision to accept it. Salvation is there. We just don't accept it sometimes. We run away from it because our humanity overwhelms us and it doesn't make sense. No works, just a decision. Mm. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I did it. I did it. Under 30 minutes or right under 30 minutes. Y'all, man, please let me know if this was good for you because this was good for me because I've really been trying to work out my questions on this thing called grace. What is it? How can I properly give it to other people? Like, all of those things. And so this is this one was a really good one for me. Uh, all of the conversations that we have are honestly reflections of, of questions that I even have that I want to talk through. It's not me coming and saying I have all the answers. It's literally me saying, OK, I had a question, so I'm willing to study and let's bring these these study points together and let's talk about it. No works just a decision that's all it is thank you guys so much for tuning in to the society podcast for another episode oh my gosh y'all do my heart so well thank you thank you thank you always remember 
Never forget, the more you know, the more you grow, and the more you realize, the more you can impact lives. You have been tuned into the Society Podcast, and I am your host, Courtney Elise Coleman. I love y'all.